With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Disclaimer. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. No copyrighted material is played here. But we invite you to join in at home and enjoy our commentary. Welcome to the LP Lexicon Podcast. Episode 0. Three, eight. Play in three, two, one. Hello, good evening, and welcome to episode 038 of the LP Lexicon podcast. Quick start here. Why do you look at me like this? I didn't know. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is my wife, Denise. As you all know by now, we've been recording for nearly one whole year, Denise. Uh-huh. Almost one whole year. Really? Yes. Uh, we're up to like 38, so within the next couple of months, it'll be up to a year. Okay. Yeah. This Today's album is Different Class by Pulp. Pulp were huge in, in the 90s. In the 90s? Yeah, they started in 1978. Uh, relatively obscure for like 17 years, and then in the mid-90s, came huge. Sorry? With which uh, song? Uh, it was, well, there was a couple of songs off the, the previous album, Babies. Um, sorry, I have uh, lots of wind. Let's see, there's Babies, Joyriders. Uh, do you remember the first time I used to love that track? That was off this one, His and Hers. This is the CD? Yes, uh, well... They're successful. Yeah, it was it was relatively successful. I was I was going to pick whether to do this album, his and hers, or a different class today. I chose different class because different class is uh, one of the best albums of its time. Thank you. That was somebody's wedding. I was reading about it today. It was somebody's actual wedding, and they said, um, "Can we like?" put some can we take a photo and put like band members in and stuff like that and they said yeah and they just went and did it and that was it but that was actually the day that that, them people got married (laughs) it's all his family in there really and nobody know the band well they i think they they'd heard of them and then nothing got said about it and then years later the the label uh give them like signed photo and said thank you for for letting us crash your wedding i was reading before i thought Mm -hmm. that was really nice this man is from England. Yeah, they're from Sheffield. 
Sheffield. Yes. Um, how Sheffield. many people? Uh, oh, there's like six. When you look at the uh, the list, I'm just looking at the the thing here. I think there's five members during the last uh, thing of the band because they 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 finish for a few years and then they start again for a couple of years and then finish again. Like there's five: Jarvis Cocker, Candida Doyle, Nick Banks, Steve Mackey, and Mark Webber. But the past members, because the band was been going on so long, you got five. 10, 15, 21, 21 former members. 21? Yeah. Around that? Yeah. I love this track though. This is, um, it's like about teenagers, yeah, who like live in a town and like, like rival, like rival gangs, like in a way. That's what I always took from it. But it's very, very British album. Why? Like the 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 themes that they that they discuss and the lyric, the lyrics, yeah, uh, everything about it is just very, very British. They they like the guy called Scott Walker, and his influence is very apparent on on some of these tracks. I I listened that sometime that you said or another person said about that something is very British yeah. but I can't understand why you say oh this is British Yeah. for example the music well, the music is because the lyric the, the lyrics and the themes that they discuss like um, well what what do you think is British Denise? Uh, English breakfast that was what I was thinking of English breakfast the is, Queen is, is, is very British because you wouldn't really eat it anywhere else like mm-hmm. all of that stuff, yeah. The weather. Yeah, the British weather is rubbish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Queen. Uh, well, look at films. Tea with milk. What, what, what's a British film, Denise? Huh? What's a British film, like film franchise? Like James Bond? Yeah. Yeah? Very British. Um, let's see. Uh, music. Beatles. But never I thought that about James Bond. You never thought that it no, was like overly no, British? No, no, very British. Never I thought that. Okay. No. Get so, out. <laughs> get out from this Get one. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But for example, now that you speak about that, um, I'm thinking about, for example, uh, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is American. Yeah, it's American. Yeah, but for me, this is a really American film franchise. Okay. Yeah. Film. Yeah, because I don't know, it has it's all like the features. And, yeah, and the explosion, uh, the hero. I mean, not that James Bond uh, doesn't have that as well, but I think, like, if you look, but it's at, different. At Skyfall, like, we're going off topic here, but like, Skyfall was a brilliant film without too many massive like the the explosions that are in that film are, are done really well like when they uh, explodes the house mm. to destroy the helicopter at the end with the dynamite yeah. because you can see in this film about the real spy yeah yeah that ba- maybe you don't think about it in the earliest bond okay okay because it was only something about a story with action and you don't think about that mm-hmm. but in these other news films you can you can understand and do you think that something similar is 
happen with Pop. Pop. Well, do you remember when we watched this uh, documentary the other week? Drip Pop one. Yeah. And it was like they were talking about like the Drip Pop years. Like Jarvis is on there, and he talks about like his time, like with, with Pop, like around around this time because. Do you hear the the track which is coming up now? No. Uh, Common people. This is one of the staple okay. tracks of Britpop. Yeah. Do you remember this track? No. This track made is absolutely huge and. Ah uh, yeah, I, I remember now. It's based on a on a true story as well. He says like a, a girl who he knew in in college and a dad was like. Uh, uh, like a Greek, so somebody from Greece who had like lots of money, yeah, mm-hmm. who, who we started to go out with. But um, when you watch the uh, the documentary Live Forever, Javis says there's a guy came out on a program called Stars in the Rise where where people imitate like singers and and sing, and it was just horrible. A guy comes out. He's singing the song. They've got like all dancers there, and he's like, "Jeff was like, this isn't really what I what I envisioned when I like when I wrote this song." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I I do have to agree with him. I mean, there was lots of things in that film where where bands like were doing stuff which was awesome, and then stuff just got overwritten, and and then you you've forgotten about it. What is the name of the film? Live Forever. Do you have this one? Yeah, we watched it the other week, Denise. Okay. And this is only British bands? Yeah, it's about Britpop. Ah, okay. Blair, Pulp, Oasis, Sleeper. 90s. 90s. Mid-90s bands, mid to late 90s. So, it's a type of music that we love here on on the LP Lexicon podcast. <laughs> you know, we've done a lot of bands before, like Supergrass, obviously done Blair twice. Never done Oasis. Not really. <laughs> Just as not fancy. No, well, I, I used to be a fan when I was a teenager, and I, I do feel like uh, some nostalgia for them sometimes. <laughs> but it's not something that I genuinely, uh, genuinely listen to all that often. Just and what happened with the band? You said that they have six members yeah. but it was around well, 27 in totally yeah well, in total in total yeah. well people when they started off and it was like a, there was 17 years of uh like obscurity where they had releasing records but nobody really knew who there was so and nobody the, bought it well maybe people they were they were building an audience so maybe they sold i'm sure they sold stuff Okay. Like, uh, John Peel loved uh, Pulp, and he was really happy when when they finally headlined Glastonbury all them years later. Because mm-hmm. he was one, somebody who watched them from the beginning. But um, when they became huge, like in the, in the 90s, they had like a couple of albums, his and hers, his and hers, uh, different class. That went on to sell over a million copies, different class. How many? Over a million. Million. Yeah, and then. And around the war. I think they would only ever uh, they only ever sold stuff. Here. I mean, they, I'm sure they could have sold stuff in um, uh, 
in Europe, and I don't think really think it would have sold a lot in the States. But yeah, it sold over a million copies. And then, um, they got a... They, they, I don't know how to explain. In this moment, they had, like, lots of, um, uh, attention from the, from the press, yeah? Like, all of them bands, like, Blood and you know, Oasis and, and Pulp, and, you know, you have people, like, waiting outside your house and stuff like that, and I don't think Javis liked that, and I think he was taking drugs as well. Who? Javis. The singer? Singer, yeah. Okay. This guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and then they released an album after, after Different Class, which I like, but it was very dark. It was really, really dark, and uh, a lot of people didn't really understand where it was coming from. So, they had a couple of other albums as well after that, and then they they uh, split up for like nine years. Really? Yeah. This is a long yeah and time. Is in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Jarvis Cocker. Ah, this is the band that yeah. was playing. Yeah. He's a singer in that band. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you you told me very yeah. British, <laughs> yeah. and Radiohead as well, uh, and then what was it? Then they 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 had like a reunion in two thousand eleven, and I remember it was it was awesome. They were playing at um I think it was the Redden Festival in August two thousand eleven, and they played like near enough all of this album, all of this album, some tracks off his and hers as well. Wow! Yeah, and like constantly, it was really good. I, I I listened to it that night. Um, what what the people say about it? Well, it's like a nostalgia rap then, isn't it? Because people are they they playing the old album, they're playing like the old hits, like Common People, um, Disco Two Thousand. That was massive as well. You know, so people, I, I you know, I I love Pulp, so I, I love the gig. So I'm sure that other people did as well. And do you think that the early stuff that they release are good? Uh, yeah, I do. I haven't got everything, obviously, but because uh, there's so much stuff, like 30 years worth of material, but I've got quite a bit of it. Uh, I think I've got... Um, I've got my shapes here. I've got a, oh, another stuff. Yeah. Okay. There's a five years. There's a compilation from, like, uh, 1983 to 1992. Pulp. So see, see the single for sort of reason was uh, it. What year is that from? Nineteen eighty three. And Masters of the Universe. This is like a, a compilation as well. You know, but so this compilation of... from eighty three to ninety two. This is this is a good CD if you want to. Yeah, if you if listen. you want to. Yeah. If you want to know uh, what what they were popular like before before all of this before stuff. their success yeah yeah and this is the first album that they they became famous yeah yeah the I one say, that I would we say are this one we are listening now yeah, I would say this one was because this made them known like some some of the tracks that they're like especially do you remember the first time it had this like camera where you have to say this was your your, your person in, on the video Denise. The camera would start here and go over and come over here, and then once it reached the floor, it would go and do something on the other on another shot. Yeah, and I used to get terrible motion sickness off it. 
with these. Yeah, because the camera is just like spinning around and then like come around and then go around again. You like, it's a and I'll just sit there and I'll be like. <laughs> and, yes. and this person in the front of this cover pulp, his hers. His and hers, yeah. All these people are members yeah, yeah, yeah. of the band. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me what what they play? Yeah. Because I imagine that is one drummer yeah. on bass, the singer <coughs> and two guitars. Well, I think it'd be one one guitarist actually. I don't think Jarvis really played all that much. Right, Mark Webber uh, is a, the guitarist. Uh, Steve Mackey, I think he played uh, was he on drums or his bass bassist. That's this guy here. Uh, Jarvis, obviously the, the singer. Jacket. Well, yeah, uh, Jarvis singer. Candida, she played keyboards. Uh, Nick Bank, Nick Bank, sorry. Um, he's the drummer. He's a drummer. Yeah, and there was there was another guy as well, Russell Senior. He played like guitar and like violin. Uh, Maybe you can find the um, the name. Between the twenty-one other members. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, they had um. There was a guy called Richard Harley. Who is this guy? He's he was uh, a, a a guitarist of his own right, but he's had like um, loads and loads of uh, stuff on. Like he had one there. Uh, uh, he got a nomination for the Mercury Music Prize in two thousand and six. Um, he's had this. Let me see his studio discography. Uh, I can't see what he did with Pulp on this. Uh, no, no, I can't see really see that okay. information here. Joseph? Yes. And um, when did you start to listen to this band? Well, In the 90s? Yeah, like 94. I think when it they was became famous. When, when this album was out, yeah. The I one remember. That we, are, we are listening now. And it wasn't um, Common People or Disco 2000 when I heard first because I, I obviously heard them. It was sort of for Reason Wiz, track 8. Which one? 8. Yeah. Why? It, here's, the, here's the single here. Um. Because they were playing it on the radio, we went to to university okay. in in Sussex with the school. Yeah, we went for like a week, me and like uh, like all my friends in school to see what what un like university life was like, and it was awesome. And that song was like they were playing it on the radio, and I had the radio <laughs> in in my uh, I took it with me, and we all used to sit in my room in the night and like listen to the radio. I was the only one who had the radio. Yeah. But I wasn't really into music that at that point. It was like a few months after when I started to like listen to to the Beatles and stuff like that. But I remember reading about this. I don't know if it's this one. One of the um, CD singles. It told you how to make a uh, uh, to make what? Like a, a wrap. A what? A wrap. Like to, how to fold paper. To hide your drugs in it, yeah, it's not this one, it must be the other one. Okay, but this is interesting. Let's say here. Yeah, it's like a, a, a tailor. It's uh, a pattern. Yeah. For a jacket. 
It's really funny. So they were always creative, Paul. Like he, somebody was, I was reading something before, and it said this album came out in 1995. Somebody listened to it ten years later and said that the the album has aged really well musically. It still sounds yeah. like like brilliant, like the day it was released. And I think that's why I like it so much as well because I would come back to the album once every so often, and uh, it just sounded like awesome. Yeah. You've heard this as well, yeah? yeah this is Disco yeah. 2000. This is always on the radio. and You always listen this music yeah. on the radio, my country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is huge. I think this is one of the first things I learned to play by a pulp on the, on the guitar, yeah. And when the band starts to be famous, yeah. it's because they are famous here locally in, in your country or because they started a career international. Um, well, why everybody say that this is this is um, the CD or the the album? Well, it had um, at that at the time England was was big into its uh, music charts. You know, the top forty. What was what was in the top ten? What was number one? You know, a lot of these singles. Which, which year they started to do that? 1952. 52, yeah. yeah. I saw in, in the book that you have. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's the Guinness Book of British Hit Singles. Yeah. But at some point, like after 2000, like towards the end of the 90s, it was just dominated by um, dance, electronic dance music, yeah. Okay. And and I kind of lost interest in it after that. I buy all the music that I like, but I just stopped paying attention to the charts. And, you know, like boy bands and stuff like that, which I hated. So, but then the the charts just, just started, like, to lose all... all to interest. Yeah. And, like, they're still going to this day, but I, I actually looked for the first, first time at the Top 40 yesterday, and I was like... I'm a member of the the British record uh, buying public, and I don't know anything of this. And it's not because I'm old; it's just because the music isn't good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. There's nothing there that interests me. All of these, I used to buy uh, CD singles and vinyl every week. I go to to the shops. I found some. Um, I was looking through some old bank statements yesterday while I was having a clear out, and I could see. What I what I spend my money on as a single man, yeah, and I was every weekend I was going to like HMV and like <laughs> Manchester and I was buying just buying records and and CDs and, and whatever, but now that that doesn't really exist. It's like it's the the charts exist for downloads, which it doesn't interest me at all. It's you know? different. Yeah, well, obviously things adapt and uh, they evolve and people either evolve with it or they don't but vinyl was almost dead at one point when I started to collect vinyl in like the early 2000s it was absolutely nobody buying vinyl you know I'd go into the shop and, and I you know we discussed it and I'd buy like stuff by Cocteau Twins and Lush and like all that body stuff and I'd see what else they had and now it's so big like I went into HMV on Saturday and they 
the vinyl section is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year, which is good, but HMV makes it really expensive. And do you have any vinyls? Of pulp. Of pulp. Uh, not that I can think of off okay. the top of my head. I haven't got this on vinyl. Mm -hmm. I haven't got his and hers. No, I don't think I've got any vinyl. You know, I've probably looked through it and think, where did that come from? <laughs> but uh, no, not off the top of my head. And I know that you like this, this CD, and after this CD, do you like any of of them? I always like Pulp Denise. Always? Yeah. I mean, I haven't got this as hardcore, which was the album that they released off this, but uh, I used to collect, like, compilation CDs. I'll get one out in a minute and we'll look what's on it, okay? For, like, the bands which were releasing stuff at the time. And we've, we've discussed a lot of them already. But, um, you know, a lot of the, the singles off there, uh, This Is Hardcore, were, were on them, um, were on their compilations. And I like them. I just didn't, never bought the album for some reason. Joan, yes. do you know why the members of the band, they decide to, to keep going about the band? Because it's difficult. To be in a band for 17 years and don't, be, don't have really a success. What yeah. do you think about that? Because you need, to, you need to be strong to do something like that. Yeah. To wait and wait and wait. Well, you know, it, it's, it depends on your lifestyle. You know, if, you, if you're in a band and you don't really have a lot to pay for, you just need your, your rent... Or you 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 want to keep doing it so you don't like go and work in in the local supermarket, you know you adapt and you and you try to to make it work until it's it's not possible anymore. You know maybe they just had like well especially Jarvis they had like faith and thought that one day it's gonna it's gonna lead somewhere. Now for for Bob it took a long time, obviously. But yeah, because 17 years is really long time. Here you go, here's Shine, Best of 97. Okay. Okay, this is a compilation of like all these bands who were who were around at the time, around the time that This Is Hardcore was released. Supergrass, Radiohead. Yeah. Blur. Yeah, Echo and the Bunnyman. From Placebo. Not A Screen. Okay, so, but look at the back. What's the first track? The first track in the bar, in the back is Pulp, Healthy Age. Healthy Aged. Aged. See, I love that track, Healthy Aged. That was the first single released off This Is Hardcore. Beautiful. What else is on there, Denise? Well, what we've covered up to now on, on the LP Lexicon podcast. I think that I told you, Blur. Okay. Um, Echo on the Bunnyman. No, no, we haven't done them yet. We will do no. one day. Um, Radiohead. Yeah. Supercross. Yeah. Manson. Yeah. What, what's the Manson track on that? Uh, Manson is She Makes My Nose Bleed. Alright, that wasn't even released in that year. No? No. Strange. Oh, really? It? Yeah, yeah. That was off the first album. Well, I like do you know the what cardigans. It might cardigans, yeah. Which yeah. track is it love for? Yeah. Alright. Um, no. And on the second disc? 
Yeah, I saw both. Let me see. Have a quick look then. Uh, uh, you know, the stuff that we're going to cover in it. I was padding out Android on uh, Fast Track. Supergrass, Richard Thad from In It For The Money. Yeah, there's quite a bit of stuff on there. Travis. <laughs> yeah, so I used to go and buy these all the time. Like, you can see, like, all of those of them, um, uh, of type CDs. And this was, this was my favourite Shine 4. And, and I think there's a pulp track on there Who as well. Who released that? Eh? All these uh, CDs. Who released? Island, was it? It was a label. Oh, Polygram TV. It was a TV. No, it was like a Polygram. Oh, okay, it's a label. Mm-hmm. And why do you like this? Because this, all the singles that they, that they put on air just fit together really well. And once every so often I'll find myself putting it on and, and just enjoying it, yeah. Even though I've got like the albums for some of them or, you know, uh, some of them just never heard anything from them again. But uh, I just I just like this uh, this collection. Joseph, yes. now how old are they? Who? The band, the member of the band is around sixty. I don't think I don't think they're that old. Let me just take a look. See how how old Jarvis is. Or oh, fifty. They need to be in in their fifties. Uh, Jarvis fifty one. Fifty one. Yeah. I think he's aged well, Jarvis. Look at this picture. Um, they became famous uh, in '95. You said, yeah, yeah. yeah. You said '95, and in this moment they had um, 17 years together. Yeah. Okay. He <laughs> started the band with 14 years old. Yeah. With 14. Yeah. Early years. Fifteen year old he was, 15. and his friend Peter Dalton, who was fourteen, conceived <laughs> the, the band at the City School in Sheffield. Cocker's original preference was to name the band after the film Pulp, starring Michael Caine, though it was decided this was too short. Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, and then he started to meet like uh, people who, who joined the band and left. But um, John Peel uh, in in nineteen in October nineteen eighty one they gave a demo tape to John Peel, who granted them a Peel session, so they were able to go onto the BBC and record music on the radio. Yeah. Really. Uh, and they became well known at, at that point. Nineteen eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. Eighty one. Yeah. And and they needed to wait. Yeah, so th there was 1981, and that, that was the first time that they were on uh, on John Peel. So, show you this. Tracks 1 to 4, recorded 1981. Tracks 5 to 7, February 1993. 8 to 10, 1994. And 11 to 14, 2001. Like, I remember when this came out, and I, I was going to buy it because there was all kinds... I think I bought the PJ Harvey one. 
Okay. Let me just see. Is it from the BBC? Yeah, John Peel sessions. Okay. Let me just see if I can spot this. There it is. There you go. Okay. There's John Peel with PJ Harvey. So that's all, all of the uh, Peel sessions on one on one disc. There was a few of them came out on the same day, I remember. The Pulp had one as well, I never bought it. This guy, he was like a, the the master. Yeah, well, he was he was very well respected. You know, he he'd like find bands that nobody had ever heard of and, and get them get people to listen to them. Wow. And he had a very eclectic like musical taste as well because he'd like listen to stuff like this, and then he put like weird techno music on and stuff like that. Yeah, he was very eclectic. He mate. can change easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he was old as well. <laughs> you know, he was like he was, and he was he was on the radio for like, uh, like net forty years. Forty. Years. Yeah. He, was old, he 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 worked at Radio One from the beginning. I think he was still on Radio One when he died. When when he died. Uh, let me take a quick look because. You have a book. I do. 2004. Wow. What happened? Guess where he died? I don't know. Cusco. What? He died in Cusco? Yeah. In Peru? Yeah. High altitude? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think it was like a heart attack that he had. Let me see uh, death. Okay. Yeah. I remember he was on holiday, yeah. Peel suddenly died at the age of 65 from a heart attack on the 25th of October 2004 on a working holiday in the Inca city of Cusco, Peru. Shortly after the announcement of the blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it must have been altitude, no? Yeah. The high altitude affect the body. Yeah. Where was he born? Denise? Huh? I don't know. Here's Wall. Do you know where Heswell is? No, I don't know. Where is? Here, Liverpool. It's on, on the other side of the river. Wow. It's, uh, it's county of, uh, of Merseyside still, yeah. But yeah, it's just over the river. Why do people from Liverpool have uh, uh, a good taste of music? Um, well, I don't think so, Denise. I, no? I've, no. I, like, when I go to buy uh, uh, music and I'd see people, I'd be like, nobody really... I mean, They no, don't understand no. music, what? No. Some, I don't know. We, Liverpool is strange because people, people like, embrace the kitsch or... You know, they they go they go and play live, and they play like all kinds of weird stuff that they've picked up from all over the place, which is brilliant. Or they just like listen to to terrible stuff, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you have the Beatles for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, they have the Beatles, but some people tired of the Beatles. Like I met this uh this guy. There's a guy in work who. Uh, I've been speaking to for the last couple of months. I seen him um, on Friday night, and he was listening to uh, to 
Joy Division. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Joy Division, very nice. And he told me that he'd seen Joy Division three times. Never knew it. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. So I started to talk about music to him and he, he directed me to, to this video on on YouTube mm. and showed me like himself as like a young 13-year-old punk mm. hanging around like the streets of Liverpool was being filmed for a documentary which I thought was brilliant <laughs> you know when you consider like 13 year olds today when you look at that video and you see like them kids hanging around the, uh, Eric's and like you look at like 13 year olds today it's like the, the difference is, is massive I'd sooner I'd sooner 13 year olds today not exist to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so this song is more instrumental. No, no, no. Um, all of the songs have like certain set, certain themes. Uh, what is the name of What's this the, song? I think it is this one, number nine. Tell us what it's called, Denise. Hmm. Tell us what number number nine is called. Feeling called love. No, Denise, it's not called feeling called love. No, it's called F E E L I N G C A L L E D L O V E. Oh my God, <laughs> you're a nightmare. Yeah. You hear how dark it is, though. Yeah. And they use Why? like really nice synths. Why? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Like the the mindset of the of the writer at the time, Denise. And they um, they record all this music like in one session or oh. something like that. I think this was a take in it. Let me see. Let me just take a quick look. It's different this song from the others. Like nice drums, yeah. Yeah. Let me just see. Uh, different class. I like this song. Yeah. Listen to the drums. More than the others. Yeah, maybe for this. I love them like little, like the them like little symbols. Like... Yeah. Uh, uh, let me just see. Different class. Okay. It was recorded between 1994 and 1995 at the townhouse in London. Where is the townhouse? Is it in Camden? Oh no, it's West London. It's built by Richard Branson. Okay. Uh, so between 1994 and 1995. Okay. Two years. They no. talk. No, you don't know how long it takes. It doesn't give like dates. Okay. Um, the album was a huge success for the band, going reaching number one in the UK album charts, going platinum four times, and winning the 1996 Mercury Music Prize. It sold 1,255,000 copies in the United Kingdom as of September 2011. In 2013, NME ranked the album at number six in its 500 greatest albums of all time. Really? Yeah. There's a two, there's a two disc version as well. I haven't got that. I always wanted that. 
say I got, got all the B-sides and stuff like that on it, yeah. Yeah, let me see. And do you know something about how the success changed the life of the members of the band? Yeah, I don't think it was all, all that very uh, pleasurable, to be honest. No. No, because as I say, yeah, like... Uh, they wasn't happy. Yeah, they had like press outside his house ah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Paparazzi all Paparazzi. the time. <laughs> Change subject. Second, I see the thing by uh, Jeremy Clarkson not so long ago. You know when uh, when he left Top Gear and he had like press following all the day. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm in my Lamborghini. I see a guy with a camera in an Audi, like in the streets. Uh, here's a lesson, kids. How many photos do you think he got?" Zero. Lamborghini. <laughs> I'm sorry for the, like coughing on mic. I think I've done that for the last like month. Cough's only leaving yeah. now. Yeah, I don't understand why. Okay. <laughs> um, where they are living now? I think it would still be Sheffield. In London least, or Sheffield? I think it, they're very proud of where they come from in Sheffield. Really? Yeah. Uh, look at this, Denise. Uh, the uh, the reviews for the album, yeah. Five out of five, positive. Ten out of ten, five out of five, wow. nine out of ten. Four and a half out of five, A minus. Four out of five, nine out of ten, nine out of ten. Because when you listen to it, yeah. Spin describes the album as songs about naughty infidelities, sexless marriages, grown-up teenage crushes, twisted revenge fantasies, obsessive voyeurism and useless raves. Songs that demand your full attention and deserve it. Because each (laughs) song is is about something, uh, it's like weird subject matter, yeah? But real. Well, it could be. It's at the invention of the writer. Uh Uh-huh. You know, sometimes there's a grain of truth, and I like we discuss with common people. That was based on a, a, a Greek girl that he met when he was in university. Like this song is is called Underwear. It's like, uh, it's like a, the way I imagine it's like <laughs> a, a hotel, and um, somebody's like she's in a room with somebody, and and somebody comes in and she's got to get out. Uh-huh. She's got to go to her own room, and. She's out in the in the corridor in her underwear, and she's like knocking on the door trying to get in, and there's nobody opening the door. <laughs> so she stood in the in the corridor in her underwear, <laughs> naked. Yeah, well, in her underwear. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what this song is about. Well, what I that was my uh, perception of it anyway. <laughs> Do you imagine? Let's see. Uh, and how they release videos about these songs? Well, this wasn't. This was never a single. This was only on the <laughs> album. Uh, well, it's even got the lyrics in there. They're so tiny as well. Oh my god, it's impossible. Uh, what about the photos? Like, look at look at the the images as well. They're all very British. And we were saying before. I don't understand why. Okay, be, because this is a wedding photo, yeah. and they put the member of the band. They. They were in the photo. Yeah, it's yeah. no um, um como se dice un cartón. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a um cardboard. Cardboard. It's a cardboard. Yeah, yeah. They put cardboard. Uh, let me take a quick look at it. Okay. Yeah, it's the cardboard cutouts of the band, yeah. 
<laughs> and they didn't even know it was coming out one day. The 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 mother in law was in the shop and she seen like the the wedding photo in the, really? in the shop. Yeah. I love this. I love this guy's face in this photograph. <clears throat> Who are they? Is it's it, a band. It's the band. Yeah. They are dancing or something like this. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You see, like this is very British image. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the the the, the national bus. Like National company. Express. Yeah. yeah national Express. It's like seaside town. Um, what is that? It's a couple. Yeah. Uh, but everybody is looking. Yeah. There's a cardboard cutout the, the again. The yeah. You see, like the seaside, like donkeys on the beach, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what's next? Like school, yeah. Yeah, these boys look look very Chilean. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and this dog. Wow, it's impossible to read the lyrics yeah. from here. You see, it's like a council estate, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they took a photograph of ten kids, yeah. and they put the the cardboard yeah. on the back. <laughs> really, really funny. How they had this idea about the cardboard? Well. It's not a, a because they don't need to use the band to go to all these places. It's not a new idea, Denise. Like no? if you look at this album cover, you can see cardboard cutouts of loads of people like making up a crowd. Ah, yeah, yeah, Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, but it's really funny the idea, no? Yeah, well, it's great. Like uh, especially the weather photo on the cover. Yeah, please understand. We don't want to tr- no trouble. We just want the right to be different. That's all. <laughs> um, the the phrase "different class" comes from uh, Jarvis went out with a, a friend of his in a in a nightclub, and whenever anything captured the the girl's imagination, she was like, "Oh, that's of a like of a different class." You know, when something when something captures imagination, she's like, "Oh, that's of a different class." Oh, that's of a different class. Uh, but he liked the wordplay as in like different class as in like working class, middle class, mm. upper class. Yeah, and that's where where that comes from. Uh, yeah, so. Have you enjoyed Paul today, Denise? Yes, I like and it's different f- for me. You're good musicians. Yeah. Yeah, very good musicians. I say, oh, I always enjoy Paul. You know, one day I might have Pulp's entire back catalogue. <laughs> I don't know. Just so much stuff. I, I don't really know where to begin. How many CDs do you think that they have? Twenty or thirty. So you know. Pulp. Discography. I like this back cover because it shows you all the um, the measure for jacket for the band. Okay, studio albums. Okay. Seven. Live albums two. Compilation albums. Yeah. Nine oh. singles, 
26. Oh my god. Video albums, 5. Only 5? Video albums. Ah, video albums, okay. Music videos, mm -hmm. 20. Wow. Box sets, 2. Yeah, so It Freaks, Separation, Sis and Hairs, Different Class, This Is How I Got a Wheel of Life. Compilation albums. Oh my god, there's so many. On Fire, Hits, Pulpit Up. What was tree? I sure they had something called trees as well. Yeah, so the trees. Okay, what was the trees? That was a video. Yeah, what so. about that? Other appearances list of non-single songs by Pulp on non-Pulp releases shown the year release the names. What do you say? Your secrecy for this chart line. They went on um, what's it called? Ruby tracks. I find that quite surprising. I was thinking that all this the tracks from this album are really fast, like yeah. energetic music. Yeah. Uh. I like that. I know that sometimes the lyrics are a bit a, a bit weird, but I like the music. This track is called Monday Morning. The other day is I don't remember who asked me that about why I like a music that I can understand the lyric. Doesn't matter. And I say, but sorry, some bands they create their own language. Yeah. Like uh, single rows, they have their own language. Who who said that to you? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Because but I listen to loads of stuff where yes, I don't know what the thing somebody is. Somebody said that. Like, Why do you listen to music that you don't understand? Say because it's music. Yeah. It's not. You just listen to it if you like the sound of it, then you like it. They're a musician. <laughs> yeah, we, we, like we listen to stuff here from like Iran and you know Japan and. Uh, yeah. Iceland yeah. And, and I don't care because the voice is is yeah. another instrument. Yeah. But the pe normal people don't understand that. Yeah, some well <laughs> you need to have a certain understanding of music and for in this day and age in this music for people is just like something to put on in the background and not really put attention to. Whereas for us, like okay, it's we're different. doing that now. <coughs> oh excuse me. Um, it's not really like that for us because we listen to music all of the time in the mm -hmm. house, you know, and even though we're listening to music now, we're talking over it, we're still taking it in. Yeah. This is the last track now, yeah? This is the last one. By Italia. It was written about, um, you know, this, uh, it's like an Italian restaurant that we have here in, uh, England. It used to be called Bella Italia. Okay. I don't know what it's called now. We still have one in town. I'll show you. It's near the Lobster it's Pot. A, like a, a brand? Yeah. It's okay. like a chain, yeah. Okay. Do you know where the Lobster Pot is, the old one? Yeah. You walk up to up to the corner towards McDonald's. Yeah. It's like an Italian restaurant on the yeah. corner, yeah. That used to be called Bella Italia. Still might be. But this track was written about, about that in London. It was like by... Uh, Charing Cross Road, I think mm -hmm. it was. Yeah, that's what this song is about. 
So that was Pulp on episode 038 of the LP Lexicon podcast. We want to thank everybody for listening and stay stick around for contact details, Gmail, Twitter and the blog. Thank you very much and really I enjoy the music. Always. <laughs> I enjoy the music. Huh? Yeah. I think that it will be difficult that well, at our lives. What, what I find, um, Denise, is we do a, uh, an album on, on the Sunday night, Monday tonight, because uh, we've had a, quite a bit going on here at, at Lexicon Towers. Bit of a redecoration going on at the moment. <laughs> but um, I find, like, for the rest of the week, I will listen to, to that artist, you know. Yeah, I always happen this while to now, So I'm sure that I'll, I'll listen to some more pop this week. Like last week, I listened to quite a few things of uh, Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa, yeah. And who was before Frank Zappa? Do you oh remember? Oh my god, I don't remember now. Uh, I haven't got it open at the moment. Okay. But uh, yeah, whatever whatever we discuss on a Sunday, I'll like, listen to the rest of the, the rest of the week. So, um, yeah, thank you for, for joining us. And I hope that you are listening the the CD too. Yeah, yeah. yeah if because you don't know, is... if you don't know different class, like uh, people in the states don't really know it. Yeah, people in America, they really? don't, yeah, it's not. Pop? Yeah, they don't really know it. So. I know you need to listen. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Contact details. Contact us by email at lexiconpod at gmail.com Our blog lexiconpod.blogspot.com And our Twitter at lexiconpod Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.